Welcome back for another episode of Lead with Purpose podcast with me, Shishin Young, where we talk about purpose, marketing, mindset, and how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business. So what's all this buzz about closing the loop and how can it transform your business? First, let me drop some wisdom from the one and only Richard Branson. Sustainable business practices are not a cost. They are an investment in the future of our planet and our economy. So why do circular business models matter and how do they benefit your business? Well, instead of the traditional take-make-dispose model, Circular models emphasizes much more on a closed-loop system where products are designed to be reused, they are designed to be remanufactured, and they are designed to be recycled. So, and why is it important to you, to you as a business? You may ask, well, aside from being a positive force for the planet, of course, circular business models can actually boost your bottom line. And according to Accenture strategy, Companies that adopt a circular practice can unlock up to $4.5 trillion in economic value by 2030. So it is, of course, not just about the numbers. It is the numbers are very, very important because we are running a business here. It's about building a resilient and sustainable business that stands the test of time. So Let's have a look at how we can implement this into your business in order to try and close that loop. Step number one, you need to audit your supply chain. Take a closer look at your supply chain and identify the areas where waste can be minimized and explore sustainable sourcing options. Remember, a circular business starts with responsible inputs and outputs, of course, but we need to really look at our supply chain very carefully to make sure that we are minimizing the waste that we are creating and exploring more sustainable options. Step two, design for circularity. Challenge your product designers to create items with a longer life cycle and opt for materials that are easily recyclable and or it can be repurposed. So think longevity, not disposability. So make sure that you are not designing for a sort of plant obsolescence. This is a strategy that some companies use so that we have to get new items. So we have to keep buying new. So they plan this in as part of their product strategy. So make sure that you are not contributing to that. Think longevity, not disposability, and make sure that you are designing for circularity and designing with recyclability and repurposing in mind. Step three, implement a take-back program. Encourage your customers to return used products to you. This is this not only fosters customer loyalty, but also allows you to refurbish or recycle the items closing the loop on your product's life cycle. So taking responsibility for your own outputs. 
This is really important. But before you implement or before you launch this take back program, do make sure that you have looked at the processes from the operational point of view that you are in fact able to recycle and repurpose the items that come back to you. Because I have seen some companies launch a take back program, which looks great from the outside, but behind the scenes, they're actually unable to recycle the materials that they came back and they're in fact not able to repurpose what they bring back as well. So make sure that you have all of that sorted out before you launch your take back program. Because when you don't have those processes in place and when we can't have full transparency, in what happens to all the materials that you take back, then you can easily be accused of greenwashing. So be careful of that. Step four, embrace digital technology. So leverage technology to track and optimize your circular processes. So from smart logistics to data analytics, technology can be a very powerful ally or tool in helping you to make your company or your business more circular. So make sure you track everything um, possible. It's really important that we track everything that we can so that we know where we need to improve and also so that we have the data to back up any of our claims. So if you are claiming a certain impact, then you do need to data to prove that. Otherwise, again, you could easily be accused of greenwashing and we do not want that. So let's have a look at a couple of companies that I believe have done really well in their circular business model. So first of all, I want to mention Patagonia. Patagonia, uh, I'm sure many of you already know, is a sustainable outdoor wear company. And they have a program called Worn Wear Program, which encourages their customers to trade in their old Patagonia wear, um, all the clothing from Patagonia for store credit. And this extends the lifespan of their products. And what they do is they take it in and whatever they cannot mend um, or that they cannot reuse, they will recycle. And the things that they can mend, they will mend and resell. And the same if some an item is too broken or too damaged to be mended, they may chop it up and use what they can in, and produce a, another garment using that. So it's a really, really good program that they've, um, they've successfully implemented. So Patagonia, if you're in clothing, um, have a look at that. And then the next one I'd like to mention is Philips. So Philips has got a program, um, where they use, um, lighting, as a service so instead of just selling products they actually have their product as a service ensuring that their products are being reused and also recycled at the end of its life so uh, Philips has also done really well with their program so these are just a couple of examples to look into how businesses are not only just making a positive impact on the environment but they're also thriving economically 
through their more circular business models as well. This is a big part of the offering in their company. So um, have a look at those. Um, take some inspirations from those uh, business models. There are many, many more. Those are just a couple that I could think of right now. So closing the loop isn't just a trend, it's a business imperative, and it's about creating a legacy that goes beyond profits, making a lasting positive impact on the planet. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you're feeling inspired to embrace more circular business models in your own entrepreneurial journey. And remember, as Richard Branslin wisely said, sustainable practices are an investment in the future. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, keep weaving sustainability into the fabric of your business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like more tips, ideas, and thoughts on how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business and also hear from other purpose-driven entrepreneurs about their journeys, please follow the podcast. And remember, lead with purpose.